Welcome to PBC Talks. If you would like to find out more information, please visit pbc.org.uk. Morning. You are allowed to be bored and doodle while I speak, if you like, but not you. Can I, um, can I tell you about my mate Colin? Yes. Not, not, nothing is rhetorical, okay? Um, Colin, um, he's photo shy, so I haven't got a photo of Colin. Colin, um, Colin comes along to an alpha course, the last alpha course, that, or penultimate alpha course that I took in my church in London. And um, Colin's great. He comes along and he's riddled with cancer. He has breast cancer, and he has cancer of the back. And he comes along, and the night before he has... Oh, broken the microphone. Um, the night before he has... There. Um, the night before he has his operation to uh, mastectomy and to remove the cancer, um, he goes for a walk in South London. And uh, he, uh, as he walks, he goes and sits down on a bench, and Jesus comes and sits down next to him. Uh, he's a complete non-Christian. He's one of the guys that I just love coming to Alpha. Complete non-Christian. Jesus, not physically, but he senses Jesus coming and sitting down next to him. And he spends an hour in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus rocks up in his life, transforms his life, and he gets saved. Uh, and then he has his operation. He comes back to the next Alpha course after a bit of recovery time. I say, Colin, how are you doing? And he goes, brilliant. His face is radiating Jesus. It's amazing. The smile. He said, Brilliant. But not totally, I, I'm dying. Uh, the operation has failed. Um, but it's all right, I'm going to heaven. Uh, uh, but you've got a young lad, um, you've got a wife. Uh, I sense that Jesus might want to do something about that. So we prayed. Now, I'm not that good at praying, okay? Um, if you think that I'm a great prayer and that's why you brought me to this church, you were wrong, okay? Um, I'm not a great prayer, but I, I, I prayed, Lord, would you do some stuff here? I believe in a God of miracles. I believe in the God who transforms. I believe in the God who does things to Ash and transforms her hips. I believe in that kind of God. And so I prayed. And about three weeks later, um, Colin came back. Now, Colin just didn't have the cancer back. He had his death date. It was terminal. And he knew that he only had a few weeks left to live. He comes back with a letter. He says, Reuben, read this letter. I read the letter. It says, Dear Mr. Mayor, unfortunately... And my heart just sunk. And then I read on. Unfortunately, we don't need to see you again because the cancer in your body has completely disappeared. And um, we're going to be so bold as to call it a miracle. God can do that! Don't you just, I don't know, it just blows my mind. God is a God of miracles, yeah? Yeah? God is a God of healing. He takes a look at cancer and goes, nah, <laughs> I can do something about that. Not everyone gets healed, but God does some incredible stuff. And Colin today is dancing with Jesus. Guys, throughout, um, throughout the months of September and October and November, uh, we've been hanging out with Jesus on Sunday mornings, haven't we? Yes. Good. And uh, we've been hanging out with Jesus uh, so that we can emulate him and copy him uh, and learn to be like him and speak like him. And the, the title of this series has been called Imitate. And so far in this series, we've been imitating intimate Jesus. And we've been imitating 
humbled Jesus and tempted Jesus. And we've been imitating forgiving Jesus and interrupted Jesus and driven Jesus. And we've been imitating courageous Jesus. And just last week with a brilliant Tim, we were imitating compassionate Jesus. Guess where we're going today? We're going to be imitating healing Jesus. And you know, the New Testament, that's the second part of the Bible, is ram-packed full, literally littered with whole bunches of stories of Jesus healing whole bunches of people. Can we check out, for example, the Gospel of Mark? Gospel of Mark is the second book in the New Testament. And in the Gospel of Mark, we find Jesus one day rocking up at the home of his mate Peter. And finding that Peter's mother-in-law is in bed with a raging fever. So Jesus simply swoops in, holds her by the hand, and simply goes and heals her just like that. But there's more. Do you want more? So in the Gospel of Mark, uh, one day Jesus rocks up to a fellow who is absolutely riddled with a skin disease called leprosy. A disease that actually makes him a social outcast. So Jesus simply swoops in and touches the fella. Could you imagine that? Touches a fella who has leprosy. That's how you get leprosy, by touching people. And Jesus swoops in and touches the fella who's got leprosy. And goes and heals him. Just like that. But there's more. Do you want more? Okay. In uh, the Gospel of Mark, uh, Jesus rocks up in a house telling a whole bunch of people just how much God absolutely loves them. When suddenly a massive hole is ripped in the ceiling of that house and, and a fella is lowered down on a stretcher to the feet of Jesus. So guess what happens? Jesus swoops in. He speaks just one word and that fella gets healed because Jesus is amazing just like that. But there's more. Do you want more? Are you getting fatigued? Do you want more? More of Jesus? So, uh, in the Gospel of Mark, on one occasion, uh, Jesus rocks up on a Sabbath, on a Saturday, in a synagogue, in a Jewish kind of church, and he comes face to face with a fellow with a busted up arm. Would he heal him and face the wrath of all the Jewish religious nutters who are out to catch him out, who are out to trick him, To find out whether he will do some work on the Jewish day of rest. Would Jesus do that? Of course he would. And so Jesus speaks just one word. And the fella goes and gets healed just like that. But do you know what? There's more. Do you want some more? Come on. Okay, so one day Jesus, in the Gospel of Mark, he's hurrying off to help a fella by the name of Jairus. Jairus' daughter is dying. But Jairus knows that Jesus and only Jesus can go do something about it. Jairus knows that Jesus and only Jesus can go make his daughter live. But on the way, Jesus gets interrupted. A woman who has been bleeding for 12 years, 12 long and horrible years. That woman leans in and touches Jesus. And guess what happens? Instantly, she goes and gets herself healed. But that little interruption... That little delay on the journey means that Jesus doesn't get to Jairus' daughter in in time. And Jairus' daughter goes and dies. No worry. 
Because Jesus swoops in, holds her by the hand, and brings her back to life just like that. Because that's the kind of Jesus that I'm worshipping here today. But you know what? Guess what? There's more. Do you want more? Mm, what's that? Do you want more? Come on. So in the Gospel of, uh, in the gospel of Mark, um, Jesus uh, rocks up to a fella who can't hear and who can't speak. So Jesus swoops in, touches his ears, touches his mouth. Guess what happens? He gets healed. Just like that. Uh, but there's more. Uh, rocking up to a fella in the Gospel of Mark who's been blind since birth, Jesus swoops in. Now, this one's a bit weird. For some reason, Jesus gobs in his eyes. He then touches the fella. But guess what? He gets just like that. Do you want one final one more? Because this is litter. By the way, there's less healings in Mark than in the other places. Okay? In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is moseying on down through the city of Jericho. And as he walks, a blind fellow called Bartimaeus begins to holler out loud. So Jesus calls him over and asks him the greatest question in the entire history of the entire Bible. Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus, what do you want me, the Son of God, to do for you? In an instant, Bartimaeus says, Rabbi, teacher, I want to see. Guess what happens? Jesus swoops in and he goes and heals a fella just like that time after time after time after time again in the stories of the Bible. We catch Jesus out. (laughs) Right-handed. Healing. Healing blind. Healing deaf. Healing those unable to walk. Healing those unable to talk. Even bringing dead people back to life. Creating just a little bit of heaven here on earth. But you know what? The most beautiful thing about the Jesus, by the way, thank you. That was my favorite worship song, Beautiful. Um, Jesus is beautiful, isn't he? Yeah? Um, The most beautiful thing about this Jesus is actually that he's still going around doing the same things today. The stuff that he did 2,000 years ago in the Bible is stuff that he's still doing today. I've seen it with my own eyes, creating a little bit of heaven here on earth. Can I tell you a few stories? Okay, story number one, Angela. Um, Angela was a member of my church in, in Dubrovnik in Croatia. Uh, Angela, um, her story began, she hated God, she hated church, and she hated Christians. But she got invited, well, the reason she did that was because she had watched the Nazis murder her dad in World War II. Her violent husband had left her for another woman. And at least one of her sons was a drug addict. She hated God. She hated Christians. She hated the church. She was invited to a, uh, a prayer meeting. And um, she turned up at that prayer meeting. And she met with Jesus and got saved. Just like that. Does that happen in the prayer meetings here in Poynton? Can it happen in the prayer meetings here in Poynton? Good. And so she gets saved. Now, what I haven't told you about Angela, in the, in the Yugoslavian wars, the wars of independence for Croatia, uh, 91 to 95, Angela has a, a road accident and uh, loses the sight in one eye. She is blind. Um, but one of my friends, a guy called Niksha, prays for Angela that she will be healed in the name of Jesus. And on the way to church the following week, as she's walking down the road, a blinding light comes into her dead eye. Uh, Jesus is on the move. And she starts running. Now, that wasn't a pretty sight. She was about 75 years of age. Nothing wrong with being 75 years of age. But um, it wasn't a pretty sight for her running to church. But by the time she gets to church, 
perfect vision in her dead eye. I believe in a Jesus of miracles. Do you? Can I tell you about someone else? Can I tell you about Yvette? Yvette was a member of my church in London. Yvette was 46 years of age. She was a teacher in a primary school, middle of the playground, middle of the day, has a stroke. Uh, rushed to King's College Hospital in London, uh, which is the kind of major stroke treatment center. Um, I get a call about 10 o'clock at night. Can you come to the hospital effectively to give her the last rites? She's dying. I get to the hospital, and it is horrific. And I'm seeing a woman who is in incredible pain and suffering. She can't speak. She can't communicate. Her family are absolutely terrified. It is horrible. I pray for her. I'm not that good at praying. I just pray, Jesus, would you do something here? Because there is no hope. Would you do something here? I go from the hospital with a tiny bit of hope that she won't die, but not that much hope. I think she's going to be severely disabled for the rest of her life. The following morning, her mum walks into the hospital at 9 o'clock, and Yvette goes, Oh, mum, how are you doing? The doctors have called it a miracle. This woman is completely healed in the name of Jesus. Can I give you one final story? Mark. Mark was our youth worker. He was a great guy in our church in, in London. Um, Mark uh, broke his leg playing football because he was rubbish at that. Um, I went to the hospital, had the x-ray. It was broken, had a boot put on his foot. Um, that following day, he goes to another church led by one of my friends in, in South London. And, um, and these two guys walk up to him. We go, all right, mate. Uh, I see your leg's broken. Can we pray for you? And he says, yeah, of course. Um, all right, God, uh, broken leg. Would you fix it now? Um, Mark, Mark senses a burning sensation in his leg. And he feels that the spirit of Jesus is telling him to take off the boots. And he takes off the boot and starts jumping around and dancing around. He goes back to the hospital. God has healed him. And do you know who prayed that prayer? Joey did and Danny did. They'd been Christians for three and a half days. They dared to believe. They dared to believe. They dared to believe that the Bible was actually true. They dared to believe that we have power to pray for people and things will happen. They dared to pray into the darkness and that God would fix stuff. They just expected it to happen and it did. And they do it all the time. Our God is good, hey? Come on. Guys, God healed people in the Bible, yeah? But I truly believe that he's healing people today. And I actually sense that he wants you and me to go and help him out. Or in other words, he actually wants you and me to imitate healing Jesus. Now, in the Bible, Jesus spoke to a whole bunch of his mates, and he spoke to his disciples on one occasion, and he asked them to go and help him, and go and help him heal. Check out Luke chapter 9 on the screen. So it says, when Jesus had called the 12 disciples together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons, not just some of them, all of them, and to cure disease. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Going on, so they set out. They went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. In the Bible, Jesus also spoke to a whole bunch of people known as the 72 and asked them also to go and help him heal. Check out Luke chapter 10. It says this, 
After this, the, uh, the Lord appointed 72, and he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you, heal the sick who are there, and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. Guess what happened? The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Guys, in the Bible, Jesus the healer, Jesus who is the miracle maker, Jesus who is God in human flesh, asked his friends to go help him heal. And I kind of sense that he's asking the same of you and me, PBC, here today. So how do we go about doing that? Well, guys, I think it's all to do with the Holy Spirit. Don't forget that Jesus was one massively spirit-filled guy. Check this out, Matthew chapter 3 says this, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Jesus was one massively spirit-filled guy. Check out Luke chapter 4. says this, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, says Jesus, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus was one massively spirit-filled guy. Check out Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was one massively spirit-filled guy. He'd left all his God power he left all his supernatural power, all his superhuman power back home in heaven. And here on planet Earth, he relied wholly and solely on the power of the Holy Spirit. On the Spirit for power to do miracles. On the Spirit for power to do healings. By himself, he could do absolutely nothing with the Spirit. Everything. Everything was possible. Guys, I just sense it's exactly the same for you and me here today in Boynton. In the same way that Jesus asked the 12 to go help him and the 72 to go help him, I sense that he's asking the same of you and me here today. But the only way we can possibly do that, the only way that we can possibly help, the, the only way that we can possibly heal or bring about healing is through the Spirit, by asking the Holy Spirit, the living God, to fill us afresh right now. Through asking the Holy Spirit to come afresh into our life and power up our life in the mighty name of Jesus. So guys, this truly isn't one of those rhetorical ones. Um, are you up for a bit of that? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus is healing today? Do you believe that Jesus wants to heal today? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus wants to use me and you to heal today? Yes. Are you up to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit of the living God? Do you want to see things that you've never seen before? Do you want to see people? I don't know why everyone doesn't get healed. I can give you some kind of theological stuff. Um, we live in a fallen world. Um, we're all going to die. Healing is only temporary. But God wants to do some stuff today. He wanted Ashley to be here. Well, Ashley, where are you? He wanted you to be healed, yeah? And so he did it. 
He wanted those guys to be healed. He wanted to bring about just a little glimpse of heaven here on earth. And I sense that he wants to use you and me to do it today. Are you up for a bit of that point in Baptist Church? Well, then can I invite you to stand? This is not just about healing. This is about imitating Jesus so that we might join him and heal. Jesus talked about us doing greater things than even he. That's weird. Jesus talked to 12 people and to 72 people and gave them authority to heal in Jesus' name. But it's all about the Spirit. So if you're comfortable with this, if you want to be used as a vessel of healing for Jesus Christ, can I encourage you simply to lift your hands to heaven? It, it, it's, um, it's just a sign of surrender. It's a sign of welcome. You're asking the Holy Spirit, the living God, to come afresh. Because we can't do anything by ourselves. I have no power to heal. You have no power to heal by ourselves. We're talking about supernatural healing. All healing comes from God, whether it's through cowpole or a capsule or a plaster or a plaster cast it all comes from God but we're talking about supernatural divine healing right now I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit of the living God to come now afresh Spirit would you come Spirit of the living God would you flow in this place perhaps like you've never flown flowed before Spirit, all that we have comes from you. We trust you. We rely on you. We ask right now that you will come in power, that you will touch people in ways that perhaps they've not been touched before, perhaps giving them a new language to communicate with you, perhaps giving them prophetic visions and dreams and words, perhaps touching their body so that they, uh, they sense a power surging through them. Spirit of the living God, would you flow? Spirit, we sense that you're asking us to help you and join you in your mission to go seek and save the lost. We sense that you're asking us to, um, to go join you in your mission to bring about healing and transformation and wholeness and healthiness. Spirit, would you use us? So Holy Spirit, the living God, we ask you to come just where you are. Um, if you're bold and brave enough, could you, could you just begin to articulate that? Just begin to talk to Father, talk to Jesus, talk to the Spirit. Say, come Holy Spirit. Just, just where you are, begin to talk to the Spirit of the living God and say, would you come? Spirit, would you come? Father, we, we say to cancer and we say to mental health and we say to migraines, and we say to back pain that this is not part of God's plan. This is not part of God's wholeness. And so we speak to that disease and we say, you go in the mighty name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the God of healing. I am the Lord who heals you. So we speak to these diseases and we say, you are not part of God's plan. Go. 
Go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name right now for our friends and loved ones and husbands and wives and children and neighbors and work colleagues. You go, you go, and we pray and speak life into you. In Jesus' name. I wonder whether we can do something very, very brave now. Um, Just where you are, um, I wonder if there's people who know that they individually need a healing touch from heaven. Um, There's people here who just want God to heal stuff that's not being healed. I wonder if I can just ask you to to, to raise your hand up uh, where you are. Um, If you have stuff in your life, don't be ashamed of this. My hands are up. My hands are up. I've got stuff. people here today who who know that they need the healing touch of heaven. Um, Healing is in this room because Jesus is in this room and the spirit of the living God is in this room. And so I'm going to ask people, if you're comfortable with this, to surround those people with their hands in the air and just speak healing into their life and pray for them. Um, If they're comfortable, you can lay hands on them gently, but ask permission first. Um, And just pray healing into their life. God is equipping his people. This isn't about um, apostolic leaders at the front of a church. This is about each and every one of us having the chance to participate. We have all been given the authority and the blessing of heaven, filled up with the spirit of the living God. God called the 12 and the 72. He's calling you. If, If you're comfortable and they are comfortable, just surround these people with their hands in the air and just come and pray with them that God would bring his anointing in Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. Join us next week for another inspirational message.